glad uh, you hopped in uh, or you're joining us for the yes. first. This is actually the first like show that we've done. We've always done interviews and podcasts yeah. and brought people on, but I've seen your podcast and I Aww. love I love what you've done and we're looking to always partner up with people yeah. and we, we've connected before. Absolutely. You know? And yes. um, you guys, if you didn't know, Eva's actually helped me before I actually came to her and I wanted to have some help in um, understanding credit and, you know, building my business credit and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm happy to report, you know, I'm able to cross over that 800 credit report score. Yes. Uh, I was able to get some business lines of credits. So I definitely believe working with Eva or finding the right person to work with with finding your tribe, especially in the financial yes. space, oh, can be absolutely very beneficial. <gasps> Super beneficial. Yes. And 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 I think that's key, right? And I'm glad that like we have no plan. We're just rolling with no, what we we're gonna plan. talk about. We, have, we, have... we do. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're starting this off yeah. because I think it's super important to yes, talk about finances, but in a way to where it's relatable to others. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, growing up, nobody talked about money. And many of my clients that I talked to, nobody was raised with financial education. Yeah. It's all about understanding the language. Mm. Right. If, 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 you know, I grew up, my dad spoke Spanish, mm. mom spoke English. I learned English because dad, let's be real, he wasn't around. Mm. But then when I got with Will, his whole family spoke Spanish. Mm. So I had to get it together and learn Spanish appropriately, yeah. right? Once you understand the language, you can communicate better. Mm. When we understand the financial language, we can communicate better with money Yes, and handle our finances better. Yes. So it's really just a language barrier, guys. It's not even about being smart with money. Mm. It's about understanding the language and making it work for you so that you can get to the next level. And that's a, a great way of mentioning that because when people talk about like, it's a completely different language. One of my, one of my colleagues had talked to me and she said, you know, um, money is just another language. It's another yes. form of art. And yes. truthfully and unfortunately throughout the years, it's been made confusing for people. So that way you can depend on financial advisors and just right. other gurus out there. Now, not to say that those are important because you know you want to learn from people who are experts in their space. Yes. But if they were more layman terms, and I understand this all legal stuff because you can't say certain things because of different classifications, the whole right. IRS stuff. But you know, having to be, and I think you've done a great job with this, creating the Empower You community where people would learn from some Somebody that you know is an empowered individual who's yes. gone through the ups and downs of building a business and mm -hmm. you know I've met many people and especially myself and clients that know how to make money yeah but learning how to manage money help the money grow they don't teach that in school that part right and so yes. if we have those taught more in schools it would empower a lot more people mm -hmm. but also at the same time there are challenges because not everybody is responsible enough with right. the language of money yeah right and I think that or I believe that it's very very important that how we steward money Money is what really allows us to attract more money into our lives yes. to make the right choices to yes. to know how to use money and there's people who can manipulate the language right yes. and understand oh and it, it's tough because there's so, I mean there's so much information out there today yes. right how, how do you navigate like that information because I'm sure you're learning things and you're sharing testimonial experiences like hey this is what I'm learning right um, what was your journey like how did that how did the Eva empower you come to be the name that you have today? Man, um, so a little bit about me. I spent 17 years working for a credit counseling company mm. where I was taught at the job, you know, all things financial, you know, yeah. whether it's credit, whether it's getting out of debt, dealing with collections, buying the house, losing the house, how to not lose the house yeah. or the car. So I, I was shaped for 17 years. But one thing that I understood at my job is whoever called to get that type of guidance or assistance I had to give them the the 
the company structured answer mm. versus what I actually felt that they should do. Mm. And it's crazy because, you know, then I was exposed to entrepreneurship and I was inspired to, Eva, like you have all this information in your brain. Like, why don't you make it your own and yeah. deliver it to the people in a way that you feel God driven, but you feel like this is how people should handle finances. I never thought that I could actually be the influence. Yeah. I never thought that people would actually listen to me. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, my mentor, which, you know, this is why we need coaches yeah. and mentors so they can pour into you and 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 guide you and show you what you're capable of even when you think you're not even capable. Mm. So Eric Thomas, he's my number one mentor. I love him. E.T. Yes, E.T. Yeah. E definitely shout him out. I attended an elite level um, masterclass with him February of 2022. And, um, and Will, my late husband, he literally grabbed my hand and he's like, we need to go talk to ET right now. And mm. I'm like, what's going on? Like we over here like studying and you want to go have conversations. And, you know, and, and you know, when, when you see somebody, a mentor on a high up pedestal, like I was intimidated. Mm. My husband, he's like, nope, we're going. And sure enough, hubby threw me under the bus and he's like, yo, E, She's got all this information in her head. Like, tell her how valuable she is to this world. Tell her how many people she can help because if she doesn't, we're going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, you're going to figure it out. Now, I went there on a hope and a prayer of, God, give, tell me what I'm supposed to do. And I thought E was going to tell me, like, oh, here, call these people that help you figure it out. He's like, no, you're going to figure it out. And sure enough, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. But it has always been in my heart to empower people. Yeah. So hence, empower you, financial literacy, credit education. That's how that was birthed. And still to this day, I will always coach and, and teach my audience the importance of stewarding finances, mm. managing money. Because it's not how much money you make, it's how you manage it. Yeah. And if that wasn't the truth, check this out. What do we do every time we get a pay raise at the job? Do we actually feel like we're making more money or are we just spending it because we're making more? Many people who get raises or bonuses, like where's the money really going? And that's a mindset thing. That's really yes. about mindset. Like people who, who who make more money sometimes end up being more broke yes. because they didn't know how to manage that money, right? And then yeah. that's where you have people who, and you know, it's crazy because when you look at credit, there's actually, I think the States is the only place that, or one of the very few places that use credit cards, yes. right? And ideally a lot of people think of, oh, I have this credit card, but they, they use it to consume versus using right. it to reinvest and make more money, yes. right? And they kind of, and that's kind of where you would say it's like, you know, you give a man a rope and he'll he'll hang himself with it like you give them and sometimes it's great to have all the resources and the abundance but yeah. that's where the whole financial responsibility comes in right Absolutely. so i'm glad that that you've kind of come to a place where you're you're like i need to do this i need to share this more now you talked yeah. about i want to kind of elaborate you said you were about to be homeless <laughs> okay now i'm sure everyone's yeah. gonna google eva they're gonna look around and be like yeah. okay eva empower you you know i see her you got her big old cheesy smile there mm -hmm. um would you mind if we went behind the curtains a little bit? Yeah. And why don't you share with us, you know, Eva, you're a parent, yeah. right? You said you have a late husband. Yeah. Um, why don't you share with us kind of what that walk was like? Because the passion, the fire that comes out of you, yeah. were you always like that? No, no. Believe it or not, you know, when you work at a job for 17 years behind a cubicle, I was an introvert. Mm. No, no. I know. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Time out. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I, I know. But think about it, right? You become a product of your environment. Yeah. So when you work in a call center 
or your your you know uh, accounts are speaking to people over the phone right you're consumed to work in a little box so yeah. i was an introvert but you know in, in 2013 when you know i i i had it all mapped out we got five percent raises every single year mm. i'm like by the time i retire i'm gonna be a millionaire like it was all mapped out yeah until year number 15 came mm. and as long as you work for somebody else, they're in control. Mm. Year number 15 came, hit a pay cap, no more raises. I see, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Just keep chugging along. Yeah. One, because of fear. I got that job when I was 17. Mm. I don't, I still to this day have never written a resume since I was 17. Wow. So it was the fear of, I don't know if I can do something else. Mm. So let me just tough it out. Well, guess what? Year number 17 came. Company goes through a merger. New CEO comes on board, gets rid of top-level paid employees. I was one of them. Now, a little bit rewind. You know, got with with my hubby, my late hubby, at 17 as well. And we were together for 24 years. But while in the employee training, because of the phone calls I got, it was always horror stories. Mm. It was people that was going through struggle, you know, collections, repossessions, foreclosures, that in my mind, I had always thought, I will I will, I will, do whatever it takes to never get to that space yeah. because I hear all the horror stories. So on purpose, I conditioned our household finances to always live on one source of income. Mm. So create our financial path, our goals, our future based on one paycheck, and we're going to save the other paycheck. Okay. Hence, fast forward time. That's how we would buy the house. But to answer your question in terms of, you know, homeless, you know, it wasn't even that. It was, he came from a space of, I have a servant heart. I was just giving away the information. Mm, That's big. I was giving it away, and there's two things to be mindful when doing that. But I was giving it away after I had lost my job. Mm. Granted, we had conditioned our finances to survive on one income, which was great, but we're used to two. Yeah. So he went to E and was like, "It, you better tell her something because we cannot survive with inflation and all yeah. the stuff, family growing, like all of the goals that we want to achieve, there's no way we're going to do it on one income. Yeah. She can't give away the information. Like, can you tell her? Like, there's a way to make money off yeah. of this. But it was my servant heart. But the key thing, when you give away information for free, nobody is held accountable. Yeah. People take the information, but they won't do anything with it. Right. It's not until that we understand the importance behind investing in ourselves and paying for the information and getting the education to then move the needle and advance. Mm-hmm. Just like we do with, with schooling. If that was the case, why isn't everybody going to college for free? Yeah. You pay for college, you pay for the education, you can take that and now level up in whatever there genius you yeah. are, right? People who pay, pay more attention, right? Exactly. Supposed to pay more attention. Well, <laughs> the statistics show, right? Yeah. Statistics show that those who pay do pay more attention. Right. I mean, I know that's how I operate. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so long story short, like in terms of, of our household, when I did lose my husband, yes, it was tragic. Yes, you know, we are still grieving, we're still recovering, but I had always conditioned ourselves to always live on one income. Mm. So not that we're not struggling, 
but I understood the language of money so well that when there's unexpected expenses, when there's trauma, when there's loss, I'm better equipped at handling that and diverting and and, and getting back on track sooner rather than your average person who yeah. doesn't understand the language. Right. And I think that's 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 very very important. And yeah. You know, it's it's funny as, as you were talking I was t- telling myself or reminding myself it's like people move based on inspiration or desperation, oh, right? And yes. so you are obviously inspired by the and you know, I guess you can call it inspired by the experiences you've had of people going through life experiences. It reminds yeah. me of the whole Jim Rohn thing where you would take your kids to a kind of a poverty neighborhood and and help them remind them, "Hey, your choices and your decisions lead yes. you to where you're at." Right? Absolutely. Um, one of my mentors always says that you know you're you can't um, take accountability for who raised you know who who birthed you, right. but you take accountability on how you live your life, right? Absolutely. So I, I'm hearing you, and I'm like, man, Eva, you're you know with Will, your late your late husband, um, hearing how much of a team that you guys were. Like yeah. a lot of people don't realize, especially when you speak to couples, only one person is um, specialized in that area. Yeah. But I've heard from you that both of you, you know, whether you bumped heads, I mean, everyone goes through that. Everybody, couple, yes. Right. How was finances in the household? You mentioned bringing it into the household. Okay. <laughs> yes. How how is because like someone's gonna be watching this and gonna be like, okay, well, Eva, it's great to talk about that, but right. you know how hard it is to bring other people in, right? If they're a family, yeah. What would be the best recommendation? that you would encourage them to do when it yeah. comes to stretching the vision of getting their finances in order? Because some people are very comfortable, right? Uh, very comfortable. And just like the saying goes, it's hard to teach a, a dog, an old dog new tricks, yeah. right? You know, I, I I strongly feel like I have been blessed in my entire life in, in so many different ways. It was definitely easier growing up with will mm-hmm. and 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 us learning to navigate together for years and this is how we form such a strong bond mm. but it doesn't like it, that's not always the truth it's right not sunshine and rainbows? it's not sunshine and oh rainbows there's definitely no unicorns in our neighborhood <laughs> um but i will say this you know the the people that i do really love to coach and mentor are my couples yes as well as my parents and children but let's talk about the couples because yes generally speaking in all of the couples i have coached there is one spender and one saver mm-hmm. so we just got to acknowledge that mm-hmm. And let's retrain our minds on how to spend money wisely, not spend money frivolously, and 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 how to talk to one another in the best way possible when it comes to finances. Mm. Because I strongly believe you have your financial foundation solid, you have your faith foundation solid, everything is easier. Mm. Everything is easier. So... In terms of the couples acknowledging like, okay, who's superpower? Who has what superpowers? And if somebody loves to handle the finances, then great. Let them continue, but also ask questions like, how can I help? Yeah. Because I will say this, managing household finances is a part-time job. Yeah. It it should be a part-time job. Like some people don't look at their finances no more than once a month. And I'm like, how are you functioning? Mm -hmm. I look at my finances. I look at our finances Every Friday. Yeah. Every Friday, at the very least, every payday, we're always talking about money in our household. But how we handle it, husband and wife wise, yes, because I was already in the financial space. I just acquired. There were strengths there. There were the strengths. I acquired the duties of handling it. But I will say this. We have boundaries and we have expectations. For example, we were in agreement of 
we never let anybody borrow money. Mm. I don't care who it is. Unless yeah. it was a life or death situation, we don't let anybody borrow money. Yeah. We've never let anybody borrow money. Nobody even, I think everybody just knows because nobody has ever approached us to borrow money. Yeah. Um, but we don't because we know that's not going to solve the problem. Mm. It's going to put a bandaid on a gunshot room, yeah. I, on a gunshot wound. I wouldn't, I would prefer, hey, if you need help with finances, let's teach you some stuff. Yeah. Let's help you get out of that situation to improve it long term. Mm. Because me letting you, us letting you borrow money, that's only going to solve it right now. But what habits are you changing that's going to make sure you're not going to fall into that same situation so again? Yeah. Right? So that was number one in our relationship and marriage. Number one, we never let anybody borrow money. Yeah. Number two, any type of large transactional spending, we would always talk about it. And in essence, ask for permission. Okay. So none of us would go out and just buy a car yeah. or buy a thing or go blow money over here. Yeah. We were in agreement that, well, number one, we had goals. So as long as you got goals, then the money is is planned for. But we were always in agreement that whatever financial large spending and, and large would probably be like, we didn't even have a dollar amount. Mm. It was just, we always talked about money. Yeah. It wasn't like, if you spend more than $500, let's talk about it. No, it was, you know, babe, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, what are your thoughts? And then we talk about it. And if it was great, great. And if not, no big deal. Um, but if you do follow me on my podcast, you would hear me say, hubby would ask for permission to go buy a milkshake because our money was accounted for because we had goals that even eating out was, can we eat out? Can we do this? Can And it wasn't the, oh my gosh, I can't believe he had asked for permission. It was, this is our language. And this is why, you know, a lot of people may think or have the impression that we got our finances figured. Absolutely. Yes, because we have goals, we have dreams, we have desires. We want to raise, we want to raise our boys talking about money mm. versus how we grew up. It was forbidden to talk money at the dinner table. Mm. God forbid you ask how much you make. I would get popped in the face. Today, oh no, we talk about money every single day in our mm. household because we want that to be the normal language. And and let's 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 kind of stick with that because now that you've you've kind of established what you've built for your household and how to work with couples and families. Yeah. What have you seen that has happened to households who don't talk about money? Oh, and, and and the point I want to try to give an outcome for many of you guys is like when you run a home, it's the same thing like running a business. Absolutely. If you don't, and a lot of people, and a lot of people are like, no, no, like it's it when should are, be. Yes, it should be ran like a business. Yes. And, and 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 oh, I'm glad we're ranting on this, right? <laughs> but it's important, right? Because sometimes it. some people who like you know, you, and if you you have to take accountability because if yes. you're not where you want to be financially, you have to look back at who was the one making the decisions, and you not making a decision is making a decision, right? Yes. And, and I'm at fault of this. Many people are at yeah. fault of having not making decisions, just yeah. not being aware of it, right? Right? And you know, from your experience, I know you've done this for the in 17 years working with um you know with the credit repair and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, today's world, right? When you're looking at 2023 today and some of the people that you work with, you know, there's so much so much of a changing environment. Yeah. Um, what are the families that you are experiencing today, you know, if they have those communication barriers, if they are not on the same page, yeah. can you even help them? Absolutely. There, I can help anyone as long as they're ready to be helped. Mm. And that's super important. 
And, and especially in today's day where you've got social media, mm-hmm. you've got the look of people having it together, or even the look of, you know, people driving fancy cars and the watches and the jewelry and all of this fame and fortune, mm-hmm. but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's why, like, I will always operate from my authentic self. Mm. I show all the good and the bad. I talk about my wins and the losses because the losses, I mean, that's 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 what builds you up. Yeah. But those losses turn into lessons. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I can help anyone as long as they're willing to be helped. But most importantly, it is a matter of making that decision. Because there's just so much happening in in the online space that people, I believe, today are feeling more of a sense of urgency to get their finances together, but they end up getting the wrong information. Mm. And that's one thing that I will always preach to my mentees is not everybody has the same credit score. Mm. Not everybody has the same financial goals. Not everybody has the same lifestyle. Everybody needs their own game plan and blueprint Yeah. based on whatever financial goals they want to be, whatever future they want to have. You should be hiring coaches and mentors to lead you in that direction because they've been there and done that. Like, let's stop trying to figure it out. Yeah. Let's stop trying to to pray for blessings, but we're not stewarding our finances right. Yeah. And it's funny because you're mentioning you mentioning that and a lot of people think there's a magic pill or it's like, hey, if I just sign up and I go to that one course, it's not. You, there's no. so many things involved. I know when I was working with you, you're like, OK, Brent, let's let's kind of do a deep dive. Let's look at your whole portfolio. Look at your picture. Yeah. See where things are going. See where things are at. And it's not just one thing. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just this one thing. No, there's no. accountability. There's involvement. And I always believe there's parallels that, you know, in things that you accomplish in life. Yes. Um, when you when you have to cut, let's just say, for example, if you had to cut the cord, right, meaning mm-hmm. you had someone you were working with yeah. and you gave them, you know, information or advice. Yeah. When do you decide to cut the cord? You're like, you know, what i've been giving you information um i think that you have to kind of separate part ways yeah has have you ever had that experience what what is that experience like for you how do you deal with those experiences (laughs) i have to say i'm working on that okay and and because i haven't cut cords Mm. or or distance yourself yeah or or even that because i just love people so much that i know if they listened they would be able to make amazing financial moves Mm -hmm. but in business (laughs) and what the mentors tell you is like eva are you really holding people accountable Mm. are you empowering people or are you enabling Mm. people that and i'm like you know what You're absolutely right. Because if people feel, oh, I can always go to Eva for everything and she can like help bail me out with these ideas, then I don't really have to do the work right now. I'll just, I'll just wait until it's desperation mode. Yeah. They're in the emergency room. And there's an emergency (laughs) and, 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 you know, car got repossessed. Wait a minute. Why didn't you tell me you were late for 90 days? What in the world is happening? So I will always say your most expensive financial mistakes come out of desperation Mm. and we got to stop that we got to think in advance we got to plan better think in advance have the game plan so that when you make moves you know based on the move i'm making this is going to be the outcome Mm. yeah and so let's 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 do this i want to i want to tailor it kind of more of a, a direction to our audience here what would a good credit score do for a family man 
top three. Let's do top three things top that three. a good credit score would do for a family. Well, most importantly, the credit score is going to dictate how much money you're spending. And let's break that down. Mm -hmm. Whether you need to rent an apartment, you know, you're leaving the parents' house and it's time to go rent an apartment for, you know, for those. If you don't have the right credit, that means a higher deposit. Mm -hmm. Higher security deposit, and sometimes not just the first, but the last month's rent. So there goes more money. Mm. When you're borrowing money, higher interest. The more money you borrow, because of bad credit, the higher the the higher the interest rate. The more money you're going to pay back to mm. these banks. There goes more money being spent. And at the end of the day, if you don't have the right credit score, you're not going to have as much opportunity. Mm. It, you know, I talk a lot about leveraging credit, right? The the trauma and the hurdles from back when we were raised were don't use credit cards. Credit cards are bad. Mm -hmm. They'll get you into trouble. You'll have debt. I teach people how to use credit wisely yeah. so that we're borrowing at 0% interest mm -hmm. so that we have the available credit limits to do things like launch a business, mm -hmm. Why Why aren't we using 0% interest credit cards to buy cars mm. or to fund your, your, your child's college education? Because no one's talking about it. They think that's not a thing. It is a thing. It's just that those who have figured it out mm -hmm. will utilize the tools. And stay disciplined to those and tools. And stay disciplined yeah. with those tools, yeah. right? So at the end of the day, it's more expensive when you don't have credit scores. Yeah. Your... You're not given as many opportunities as you can in the financial world when you don't have the right credit scores. And let's talk about the credit scores for a second. First and foremost, guys, you need to make sure you're getting the right credit score. Mm. You know, we see the commercials, we see the ads, Credit Karma, no shade, but they don't use a FICO score. Mm. The FICO score is what the banks use when you apply for credit or lending. The FICO score ranges from 300 to 850. Good credit score starts at a 620. Hmm. But you want to have at least a 680 to take advantage of better interest rates. In a perfect world, you'd be 700 plus. Hmm. If you're 700 plus, you can get the 0% interest cards, the very low interest rates on auto loans and mortgages. You can get credit cards with rewards. Yeah. My, my biggest I know thing. you play that thing right there. <laughs> that's a whole nother game. That's a whole nother level once you've under, understood the language of money mm -hmm. and how to master your finances. Yeah. Because then you can use these credit cards as leverage mm -hmm. to take free flights for you and your family, to stay in hotels for you and your family, free vacations, free money. Because you've understood the language. And that's the the interesting th interesting thing because, you know, when you look at these credit card companies, they actually expect, they're they're hoping that you don't stay disciplined. Oh, absolutely. Right? And then yes. that's, that's how they make their money. Absolutely. Right? So this is where if you're on the, the understanding the language, you can yeah. really navigate and lever and use the tools that they have put in front of you. And you're like, hey, you know what? I'm a responsible person yeah. and I can take care of that and structure it for 18 months or so on and so forth and pay yeah. that 0% interest rate. Absolutely. A lot of people, I, and, I, and I knew this growing up because that's what the conversation was too. If you buy something, pay it completely off. And, and, and I get it, right? Because yeah. no one can control somebody's discipline. And that's where I think that's a whole different subject of yes. learning. Um, entrepreneurs in itself, you know, those are people who are needing to be able to, you know, use credit cards or leverage, have bad debt, not, I'm sorry, 
have debt, but good debt, right? Yes. There's different ways to leverage debt. Now, Absolutely. speaking about debt, um, you know, we talk about different vehicles and different tools. Now, Eva, we work together. I know you work with some of our partners that use yes. life insurance products and life insurance strategies. Yeah. Um, why don't you share with me a little bit on your experience on life insurance? Now, let's first start off with maybe what you know personally of what yeah. you've gone through with life insurance, how that's impacted you, knowing what you know. Right? Absolutely. With the credit business and knowing what you know with finances, how did having life insurance impact your family? Yeah. And and what are the things that you're learning now more about life insurance and the different ways life insurance tools can be leveraged? Yeah. And I'm just glad there's people like you in this world, like David, mm. you know, who really poured into me on helping me understand life insurance. If I knew about life insurance like I do today, back 10, 20, 30 years ago. Wait, life... you're 30. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, wait a you're like 31, right? Life would be so much easier mm. because of the information and education that would have allowed us to be put in position. So let's talk about it. I am a recipient of a life insurance policy when we lost my husband. Um, life insurance is, is really what helped us out. So let's talk about that because six years ago, we had life insurance. We didn't realize we didn't have enough. Mm. And that's probably key golden nugget for anybody listening to this. Sometimes our parents take out life insurance policies for the kids, which is great. But you have to revisit and take inventory of what you have because it may not be enough. Yeah. So before I met David, yes, we had policies, but it wasn't enough. And thank goodness we met David. Like, I strongly believe God knows. So David's like, let me see what you have and, and let's talk about it. And I'm like, okay, great. Because I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. I know we got something, but I don't. I know I'm paying for something. I'm paying for something. <laughs> and David's like, okay, this is great. But now let's look at the financial picture. Hmm. Because when we got those policies, it was before kids, yeah. before home ownership. Before our business, before life, really, it was just us at young, young adult age. Yeah. We don't have all the responsibilities like we do now, right? Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, based on what you have now, if anything were to happen to either one of you, this money isn't going to go far. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. So sure enough, we leveled up. We've got, we got additional policies. Mm. And then not only that, the policies that we have today have way more benefits than the old school policy yeah. did. It changed a lot. Changed a lot. And I didn't even know. So this whole living benefits thing, I'm like, everybody needs this. Because let's take it back. You know, hubby passed in 2021. But let's take it back to 2008 when it was Mother's Day weekend. Will was playing softball. At second base, he was, you know, at second base, player was running from first to second and ran right into him and broke his fibula and tibula, almost shattering it, mm. but it put him out of work for six months. Had we known about living benefits to where if something happens while you're alive, a sickness, an, Ill, an injury that doesn't allow you to work or care for yourself, I had to help him get out of bed, mm. to use a restroom, to cook. Living benefits would have been an amazing tool 
Because while you're injured or ill, you're not getting paid from your job 100%. Mm. And how long does it take to process disability forms? If we had living benefits, we would have been able to cash out tax-free sooner rather than state processing application times. And that would have been a an amazing financial tool during that season in life. Yeah. Now, mind you, I was six months pregnant with Mateo. Mm. So I was exhausted. I, then taking care of my hubby. We could have used that money to pay for in-home care to help with the house because I was like baby coming. She's pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> Man. So yes, definitely. I wish I had it back then. Mm. Now that I know different, I feel it's my story that's going to hopefully impact and inspire others. Yeah, I love that. Because at the end of the day, let's take it even back further. My dad worked for Bank of America for 35 plus years, an amazing retirement. You know, we all pray to live long, but you know, what are statistics? Chances are we're gonna grow old. And when we grow old, we're not gonna be able to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Dad was diagnosed with dementia. Mm. And then guess what? He can't cook for himself. He can't drive himself. He can't bathe himself. He can't really do anything for himself anymore. Had I known about life insurance of living benefits, again, we life would have been different. Yeah. And not just different, guys. I really want you to think about quality of life. Not okay, let's 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 work until we build our retirement and grow old and allow Social Security to pay for our stuff, allow retirement to pay for our stuff. But is that enough to have the quality of life? Because mm. I don't know about you, but when I get old and gray and my kids are grown in their own marriages, living their best life, I don't want to leave them burdens mm. of having to take care of me. Yeah. Guess what? We now got a policy that if I need to cash out because I can't take care of myself, we are going to be on the beaches of someplace with in-home care because the policy was a tool that we created a long time ago. I love that, Eva. There's a lot of a lot of nuggets and planning that I'm I'm hearing. And now it's funny because when I was looking, I was like mesmerized. I was like, "Damn, girl!" I was like, "To see what you've gone through." <laughs> Um, no. And also and just see it firsthand because, you know, having yeah. to work with David and see your life experiences and still pushing through with Empower You and leveraging those lessons to share with more people. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk about let's talk about now, you know, not just the protection aspect. You know, I know. So I know you also teach people a lot about how to accumulate well. Like, yes. how do you, well, I've seen you talk about real estate, leveraging money, different different things. Right. Yes. Um, what are your favorite tools that you like to leverage to oh. teach strategies on? What would you say your two favorite two or three? Let's go. Two I got three. three. Let's do three. Let's three do your, favorite tools. Three favorite tools when it comes to leveraging. Yes. Money. Um, well, first of all, it's actually a little I believe it's deeper than leveraging money. Mm. I tell my people all the time, learn how to leverage credit. Mm. Leverage products and leverage businesses. Mm. So let's talk about the life insurance aspect of okay. it. Because you get with the right people that can teach you what the wealthy are doing because that wasn't a language I was growing up with. Mm. But when you have the right tools, you in essence can be able to take your money Put it in a certain product that you then can borrow from, but still make money off of it to be able to do things like buy the house, put the down payment on the house, 
pay off debt. Put your kids through college. Open up businesses. You can take your money to make more money, interns to make even the most money. Right. Because you're with the right people who have the right products and the right services available. So yeah, so even with life insurance, you can create policies and, 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 and products that allows you to have a different tool. Let it be the vehicle to get you to the next destination. I love that. But yeah, many people in my mentorship program have used it to pay off high interest rate credit cards. But it still comes with the protection side of it. Yeah, It's like... Your money, your dollar being worth $100. It's the same money, but it's worth more because you're putting it in different vehicles, in different products and services that can help you acquire more wealth. Mm, I love it. I love yeah. it. What's the other two? Um, so that's product. People. Investing in the right people mm. who have the knowledge, but not just the knowledge, the experience. They're a product of the product. Yes, everything. I truly believe everything that I've been through has been on purpose because I truly believe God is using me as a vessel to pour into the people who think that they can't. We're talking a woman, Latina, from a low-income household that just learned the language and hasn't implemented it all throughout her life And now look, I'm a single parent raising three men, young men, and and they like whoever their queens are going to be. Let me just tell you, like they are going to be very educated, very on point because of the language and the environment Mm. they're growing up in. Yeah. But it starts with investing in the right people. You can spend your money however you want, but is your money going to yield a return? So, you know, people, some people know this. My close people know this. They know I don't make money moves unless, number one, I pray. Mm. Because not all money is good money. Yeah. But number two, wherever I put my money, I analyzed. Is this going to make me more money? Yeah. Either by having the right information to then level up some more. Or are we creating a business together? Which then that's number three. Yeah. Businesses. What's out there that aligns with your values, Mm. aligns with your goals, and is that going to make you more money? And if so, guys, we need to learn how to manage our money well so that we can be able to take the next stepping stone to get to the next big thing. Mm. Eva, for you, right, I want to kind of close it out with this here because this has been awesome. Thank you for, for hopping in here with us and getting a chance to share. If if we knew the world was ending and it was coming to an end eventually someday, right? Um, how would you want to be remembered? Like when it comes to the people you serve, the people you're leading that's hearing this information, yeah. how would you want them to remember you? Like what would you want them to be like, yo, your kids be like, yo, this yeah. mom here and this is- That was the, mom. What, what, what would, you yeah. want, would you want them to say about you? First and foremost, servant heart. Hmm. Always being the light in the room. But most importantly, I want everybody to take the financial information that I give and implement it in their lives so that those are all of my seeds all across the world. Mm. Like it's that knowledge and information that you can't put a price tag on that. Mm. Knowledge and information applied correctly can take you to that next level. 
and I want to be a part of everybody's journey mm. to create that legacy. Legacy to me isn't always about making money. Yeah, It's about creating impact. And crazy as it may sound, we've gotten so good with wealth building, creating trusts. Like that's a whole nother episode. Uh, yep. <laughs> creating trusts, designing your trust in a certain way. My kids know when I pass away, they know how I want to be buried. Yeah. Half, I'm going to be cremated. Half of me is going to be with hubby. The other half is going to be in little, little necklace urns. Mm. They're going to travel on purpose to the bluest, clearest waters of the world and throw me in there because that's where I want to live the rest of my life. Mm. But most importantly, I want to be able to have the biggest, baddest funeral party (laughs) that can be held in a convention center. Like we got some crazy dreams. Yeah. But that's how much of an impact I want to create while I'm alive so that people can always remember me and take that financial literacy and create those generational, the generational wealth, but most importantly, break generational curses. I love that. My last question, I'm going to ask you a little deep question here, okay? Okay. When the time comes Mm -hmm. and you see Will, what would you want him to say to you? (sighs) That's deep. I just want him to be proud. Proud, babe, you've done such an amazing job taking over, taking the reins, and really showing the boys where they come from. Mm. And lots of hugs. (laughs) Aw. Thank you. Thank you, Eva. Thank you. All right. Well, Eva, we're going to have to bring you back again. Yes. Right? So much more. Great There's nuggets. layers. Yes. There's layers to all of it. All of it. And and you just got to know how to properly step. Yes. How to properly step. And most importantly, getting the information and applying it so that all of your affairs are in order. And finding your tribe. I think this is yes. what's it's huge. And I'm really grateful that we're, we're working this journey. And if any of you guys ever want to learn more, make sure you connect with Eva. Right? We'll have her links and provide it. I know we'll get some of this on the video here. But uh, more importantly, just find your tribe. Like, I think that's the most important thing even that you shared with us today and get the right information a lot of times people apply only one piece of the strategy when you have to apply different parts of that strategy for it to completely work but i know we're going to have more episodes here you had probably love to come to see see your studio and we'll touch more there as well and definitely but everyone thank you guys for being here we appreciate you and we'll see you guys the next one thanks guys hey so good See what I become, it ain't hard to tell, young legend I'm an icon.